Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I'm Nile Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We're a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and we turn them into sexy sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions either online or have them sent in by our wonderful listeners on the topics of sex and dating, and we answer them. So, I, I again, I apologize. Oliver's coming in with some loud power. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I beat that energy. That's We got some powerful energy today. Oliver's purring very loudly, but you guys don't hear this a lot because I usually edit it out of the podcast because he says it literally every week, but Niall says every week. I have so many questions. Oh, do you have so many questions? No. Today we're doing only your questions, and we're going to try to clear out some of this backlog. Also, we haven't done it in a while. We've done it once. Let's try to do a rapid fire session. Oh, because... you know what? I tried to I tried to not get that many questions up today. I only have 13. Well, perfect. Let's see if we can get through all 13. Is this just an excuse for you not doing any work? Hey, this is an excuse of me forgetting that we were recording a podcast today. You motherfucker. We've, we've recorded like seven this week. I was trying to save more for our next recording, but okay, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Uh, pick a number between one and 13. Uh, let's start with seven. Uh, friend came over drunk and asked me to be his girlfriend, but in the morning, he had no memory of it. This is by mm. Desperate Metal, 8008. So I, 24-year-old female, have known him, 27-year-old male, for six years. We go to college together. We've been friends from the start. From November 2020, we started hooking up in a friends with benefits deal, and it's been awesome. We don't go on dates. There's never been any space for romance. Only last time we kind of had some deep talk about our love lives. He asked me why I was single and said anyone would be lucky to have me as a partner. So Sunday night, suddenly he messaged me saying he's coming over. He got here super drunk and just spilled it. Word vomit. Said he loved me and would forever and that he wanted to be my boyfriend and take care of me. He was super serious about it. And I said yes with my heart racing and he blacked out on my couch. <laughs> Next morning, I could tell he wouldn't remember a thing. He seemed confused as to why he was in my apartment. We talked briefly over breakfast, but I didn't know what to say, so I didn't mention anything about the feelings he confessed. So what do I do? I said yes, but that wasn't binding. <laughs> no, legally it is binding. Unfortunately, uh, it is binding. I'm scared that he'll regret what he said if he remembers it. Okay, I think you have two options here. One, you carry on as if nothing happened. I think this is a bad option. Two. The guy was probably very nervous about confessing this to you. He probably had every intention of doing it that night, got a little too drunk, and made a whoopsie. Oh, wait, he shit himself? Yep. Damn. No wonder he's pretending he can't remember. I don't think there's any harm in being like, hey, so the other night you came over to my place and you spilled your guts and you asked me to be your girlfriend. I just want to say that I said yes. And I would like to do that. And and then flip the tables and ask him out. Yeah. Well, okay. So you said there's two options and you were in fact wrong. Because the third option is you get blackout drunk, go over to his place and ask him out. Yeah. Yes, you could do that. Yeah, 100%. That's the way to do it. Ball, his court. <laughs> they should meet. You're introducing no, them. Because then you're just in the same situation where you're going to black out. He wakes up or you wake up at his place and he's going to be like, oh, no. She came yeah. over and was super drunk. And then what? And then, then what? And then he messages us and he says, hey, boys, what do I do? We say you have to get blackout drunk at her place. And eventually the strain of this just alcoholic toll, uh, either they're going to build up their tolerance so much that one of them will say it when they can remember, or they'll just get so sick of doing it that someone will bring it up. Yeah, this is true. Or on their deathbed from alcohol poisoning, they'll be like, man, I wish... I wish this wasn't happening right now because I really could have seen a future. And then we you. pop out of a cake and we say, you've both dated this whole time because it was legally binding the first time. For a second there, I thought you were calling them cuz. Cuz? Like <laughs> you I thought you were me? like, you were dating them the whole time, cuz. <laughs> that would have been a lot funnier, actually. And I was like, okay, this is a this is an interesting turn in your vernacular, but okay. Well, it's part now. You've just slotted it into my vernacular, cuz. Yeah. Hell yeah, cuz. Um... I think, yeah, you know what? You're like, I'm worried that he won't whatever. You know what? Fuck it. Bravery. That's what we're going to promote today, I think. I don't know if the rest of the questions promote that, but <laughs> be brave. Fucking come at him hard. Real hard. Run at him as well, fast as you can. And you say, ah, you asked me out. And I said yes. And then yeah. slam into him maybe a little bit. You know, not full. I don't know. Maybe. Just knock him over. Sit on him. Don't let him up until he talks about it. It would be different if you said no. 
and you were worried that he would remember and didn't know. You know what I mean? Like if you didn't want to date this man and was like, oh no, I don't know how to bring it up. I don't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, or, that's a far worse situation. Or if you had asked him, well, he was blackout and he said yes, because then maybe you yeah. can trust that yes. But I feel like your deepest desires come out sometimes. I feel like this isn't a casual thing. You know what I mean? Like this, the thing he asked you, it came from a place. You know what I mean? It came from somewhere real, I imagine. Um, and I assume that, you know, it's real. So fucking mention it to him, especially yeah. if you meant the yes. That's the thing. It's like you said yes. So you have feelings for this guy too. So then ask him out. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the guy asking you out. So ask him out. Be like, hey, the other night when you came over, we had a talk. You said you wanted to be exclusive with me or whatever you guys want to consider boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like that. What do you think? And there's also no harm in going slow and just being like, hey, how about we give it a trial? You know, let's go on a date. Let's fucking like you don't have to jump straight into exclusivity because, as you said, there's never been any space for romance. Right. So give yourself some space. You don't have to dive in. Yeah. All right. Hit me with five. Quick, right. Five. I, I, I fucked up. I only had nine. This is by Nightchris12. I found out the guy I've been dating for three months went on a hiking trip with his ex over the weekend. He's not aware that I even know about her. I have to confront him about this, but don't know how. I met this guy online three months ago, and we've been going on dates and getting to know each other since then. We haven't met each other's friends or family, but have been hanging out consistently, having sex, and getting to know each other. About a month ago, he began being busy every single weekend. He does have a busy job and family that lives far away, but it starts sounding like an excuse to me. Out of curiosity, I looked him up on social media a few weeks ago. He doesn't seem to use it a lot, so I never really thought to add him on anything. Now, a profile of a woman with his dog also came up. I went down the rabbit hole of looking at her socials and saw they got their dog together a few years back and used to date. He never mentioned her, and their last pictures together were from 2018, so I tried not to overthink it. I even shared with him I'm not seeing anyone else last weekend, and he said he's not either. I also shared with him that when he goes days without texting me, always on the weekends, it makes me feel like he's not interested. I even told him it's okay if he's not interested, and I'd like to know the truth and would totally understand. This is all last weekend. He said he is interested, wants to keep seeing me, and felt bad I felt this way. I literally gave him an easy out. Fast forward to this weekend. He didn't tell me until Friday he's going on a backpacking trip with two of his buddies. He stopped replying to my text on Friday night, hasn't opened a Snapchat from me two days ago. I went to this girl's Instagram to see she posted pictures of a backpacking trip this weekend with only one tent in the pictures. She posted the same picture of a cliff he posted on the Snapchat story. I pretty much caught him in this lie, but don't know how to bring it up to him that I know this. Any and all advice to how I should approach this is appreciated. I absolutely plan to end this, but I think I need to tell him I know all of this. What lie did she catch him in? Yeah. There's no lie, as far as I can tell. He might not have said, hey, I'm going on a backpacking trip with my ex. Mm-hmm. But 2018 was three years ago. Yeah. And then, right? hey, they've been a long fucking three years. Yeah. And they share a dog. Mm-hmm. So it's massively possible they are, in fact, friends. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's definitely easier to say, oh, I'm going on a, a hiking trip with my friends. Mm-hmm. If the ex is, in fact, a friend. I'd like the whole, like, oh, only one tent. It's like, when you go on a camping trip, you usually only bring one tent. Do you know how fucking big tents are? Like you don't, also, you don't have your own tents. And maybe if it's like a big trip, like if there's like four couples, then yeah, you probably bring a couple tents, but like mm-hmm. three people is enough for one tent. Yeah. Also, if you're taking a picture, you're not going to be like, cool, let me get the whole campsite, which is usually a mess. It's probably like an Instagram, like look at my pretty tent in this pretty sun. Mm-hmm. There could very well be a second tent. There is no lie. And also no lie here. you're not exclusive, right? Yeah. I mean. Or, or, said, or, you know, he said he's not seeing anybody and it's like he could have just been like, oh, I am seeing people. You know what I mean? And yeah. you probably still would have been cool. Like, I don't see why he would need to lie like that. So, like, you can assume like you can assume if you want that because he's spending time with his ex, he's also having sex with her. I feel or, like can we all get over this shit. I love how people are like, oh, like he's texting this girl. That's fine. Wait, he's texting his ex. You know, it's like. Some people are actually friends with their exes, especially if you share a fucking dog. Yeah. And especially like if enough times pass. Mm-hmm. You're friends with your ex. Yeah. I'm friends with your ex. One of them, at least. <laughs> um, well, yeah. But, yeah. but it's like, yeah, we dated fucking 11 years ago. Like, Damn. it doesn't even make sense to me. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's it, there's, in my opinion, 
this man has not lied unless he is sleeping with his ex. And then mm-hmm. at which point he probably should have disclosed been like, yes, I am seeing other people regardless mm-hmm. of like who those people are. And like, you know, I understand that there might be a little bit more weight of being like, well, with you sleeping with your ex, like maybe you guys are angling to get back together. Who knows? But if he says, and you trust him at, you know what I mean? Like if he says, Oh, I'm not seeing anyone going on a hiking trip with someone that you used to sleep with doesn't immediately indicate that they are still sleeping with that person. Like you are able to do that without fucking them. Also, for all we know, the third friend is her boyfriend. Yeah, no, hundred percent. We don't know if there's a third person or, you know, whatever. Now my only, cause again, I, I do think this is massively overblown. I feel like it's the danger. Like we had something, I think last week or the week before of like, finding people's exes. I think it was the guy who we weren't sure was even in the relationship anymore. Yeah. It's like, don't, don't stalk your partner's exes, especially like, I don't know. I think it's just weird. Like get over it. Um, the only thing that gives me any kind of red flag vibes is that if you're saying like, Oh, you know, I feel that like, if you're not interested, blah, blah, blah. When you don't text me, you know, if that's a concern of yours and you talked about it and he said he wouldn't do it and then starts ignoring you for the following weekend. But at the same time, when he told you he was going on a backpacking trip, like, was that almost a, or was it explicitly stated that he would be out of touch? Because I feel like most backpacking trips, especially if you're hiking, you wouldn't be on your phone the whole time because that would suck. Although he did say he was using Snapchat and shit, right? Um, yeah he posted like a cliff on a you know but again it's not like they're even dating right or like exclusive uh and that's the thing like you're right like if i was seeing someone casually Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah i'm gonna go fuck off in the woods for a while that would be a clear indication that like probably not gonna be on my phone like the whole point is to kind of get away from it all yeah it might just have been bad timing that you had just had this conversation of being like hey when you ignore me on the weekends so yes, that's correct. Uh, I, I agree with you there. That does have a little bit of a something that might need to be ironed out. It sounds like this person's already made up their mind, but I think it is completely overblown. I don't think he's lied. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to be a little more chill with our expectations of people and what it means for like to have persisting relationships with people that we've already dated. Mm-hmm. Now, are you ready to dive into the comments? No, because I know what it is. Absolutely dump this man. Anybody who doesn't respect you, blah, blah, you know what I mean? Just a text. We're done. Take a hike. Next one. Before you do this, send his ex screenshots of you and him flirting, making plans, and or a pic of you so she's aware he's cheating. It's like, why confront that- him? It's a gift. He showed you who he is. Move on. Say something like, I gave thought over the weekend. I'm going to break up with you. <laughs> Don't let him know. Make him Make him confused. Why bother confront him? What's the benefit? Move on. Save yourself the hassle. Ghost him. Send a vague final text. Ghost him. Everyone's so saying you know stops the lies. Like, it just, this is wild. There's like, there's nothing here that condemns this person at all. Maybe. Like, again, we're not, it's nothing that proves he's innocent either. But at the same time, it's like, it's circumstantial at best. And even then... You're not exclusive. Like I said, the the only thing that could like he could still be fucking his ex. Yeah, that is a of possibility. Course. And the only thing he like, the only time it could have been a lie is if he said no, I'm not seeing anyone else. Mm-hmm. That that's really the only chance, the re- only opportunity he has to have lied. Yeah. And if you don't believe him, that's fine. You're welcome to not believe him. You you know what I mean? We've said it a million times. Trust is the most important thing in a relationship. So if you can't trust this man right off the bat to, you know, believe that he's not having sex with his ex, despite the fact that the only reason that you think he might be having sex with his, with her is that he's on a camping trip with her, Mm -hmm. then maybe this isn't the one for you. And that's fine. And at this point it might seem like it's more in his favor than yours. Like, again, there could be things we don't know, but this seems like you've spiraled. I feel like if Not there was luck. more, if there was more for her case, she would have put it on the table. Oh, was- I, I'm assuming she's reaching as far as she can to make her case because yeah. she's gone pretty far, which makes me believe that like this is a stretch, if anything, everything she's put down. And yeah. it's not enough. I'm sorry. It, it feels like your insecurities are overwhelming you. We spent too long on this question. You're overreacting. Yeah. Next question. Right. Number three. Three? Uh, girlfriend wants me to come to her house to break up with her after we broke up by messages by L W seven S H. 
We've been dating for almost four years and broke up a week ago. We were angry at each other and didn't talk for a couple of days. Now that we're talking, she wants me to come to her house to break up properly because we've been dating for a lot of time. What should I do? I don't want to go just to let her family see me breaking up with her. Don't go. Next question. Number two. <laughs> mm, I disagree. Okay. You honestly think he shouldn't go? If he doesn't want to, no. But he only doesn't want to because of her family. So meet at a coffee shop. I feel like if you've been dating for four years, unless something horrendous happened or you feel like you're in danger, like the least you can do is have a fucking conversation with somebody. You know what I mean? I guess. But also like you guys were so mad at each other that you broke up. And if you don't want to persist with the relationship, I I say this out of the the idea that like we need to get over the fact of like expecting that every relationship is going to end with a nightly nice, like neat bow on it. And you get closure and everyone gets to move. But it's like, that's not how it works, unfortunately. No, no it isn't. But at the same time, I I feel like we do still need to have like, like not politeness, but like give it at least a a fair shake. You know, I I, I do think like a a face to face is not too much to ask. Once things didn't go like if they cheated on you and they fucked you over, whatever, you owe them nothing. If they're threatening you or you feel unsafe or whatever, you owe them nothing. If you just had an argument and you broke up and they just want something like, I think, you know, if it's one meeting, it sucks, but it all sucks. Give them that. But like, make it on your terms. So if you honestly don't want to go and be in her home with her family and all that added pressure, meet up at a park or, you know, at a coffee shop or something like you don't always have to give them everything, but I really don't think there's any harm in just trying. I I understand your point. Um, My concern is that this is a, like a ploy to like try to, to lure someone to like your home Mm -hmm. with the specific intention of breaking up with me properly. I don't know. Like it, to me, if, if the deed is done, I would not be super keen on doing this either. I wouldn't be like, yeah, let me head on over so that I can experience a breakup the second time because you want me to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, like, why, why does my why do I have to put myself through emotional hell or mm-hmm. emotional turmoil for your for the sake of you because you feel like you haven't gotten something? Yeah, that's fair. Again, like I'm trying to like picture what happened, right? And it's like, for me, if something really bad happened, I wouldn't care. And maybe something really bad did. Like, I don't know what this argument was. True. But it's like, if it just happened and you're like, you know what? I'm done with it. I don't know. Like, when I broke up with someone, it was after a long time. It was a long time fucking coming. I should have Mm -hmm. done it a long time beforehand. And it's funny because I think she felt the moment she fucked up. And she literally like fled. Like I was at work and we were like, we were having a big argument. I had to leave to go to work. And then we were like texting back and forth. And I don't know if she realized seeing it written down in black and white, but I definitely did. And like seeing it on a fucking text chain was just like different than having it in person. And I was like, this is absolute insanity and I can't live like this. And I don't know whether it was like how I changed my response to it or, or not, but I think she knew I was going to break up with her. So I came home, she wasn't there and she didn't come home for like three or four days. And I was like, where are you? Like, are you coming home? She was like, why? You you have to say something. Just text me, just call me. And like, I didn't want to break up with her over the phone, but I did uh, because she just wouldn't come home. Um, And then she was like, I'm coming home. Like we need to talk. And I was like, fine, whatever. Like I wanted to do it this way anyway, but I'll give you the, you know, satisfaction of doing it now. But I think there's a difference between... Because, like, this all happened in the span of a night, right? This was, like, over four days. No, I mean, like, when you called. Like, when you called to break up with her, she came home then? No, the next day. Okay. Because, like, it sounded like they said it was, like, a a week or a couple days or whatever for this one where they broke up? broke up a week ago. Yeah, you know what? Like, I will just say, I do get where you're coming from. And you made a really good point where it's like, why should you have to break up with them on their terms? And I do think there's a lot of arguments to support you in terms of like how you broke up. Yeah. I also do think, you know, if you've been dating for four years and you've ended in any way amicably, you know what I mean? Obviously, you had an argument. Obviously, you broke up. It's never particularly amicable. I I agree with what you're saying as well. Like, I I get your side. Like, I get mm -hmm. what you're saying. I think it's a very nice thing to do. If someone wants to talk. I don't think there is, you know, we've talked about this before. I don't think there is that perfect closure, right? No. But you can help maybe give some, you know what I mean? It, I, you're right. I think it all depends on how it ends. 
right? And, and how much of a like how much weight you put on the time you spent with this person. Um, it's a pro con situation. If you think it's going to cause you more pain to do this again, a second time, then it would do benefit for you or her to deliver like closure. Then no, don't do it. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like there's no Mm -hmm. point shooting yourself in the foot just to use a bandaid. Yeah. But I'm also one of those people that will definitely put myself out to make somebody else feel better. So maybe that's just where I'm coming from. (laughs) Yeah. I, and like, I, the thing is, is like, I understand exactly what you're saying through my breakups. I have learned that like my suffering doesn't, doesn't necessarily, like I I shouldn't have to suffer in order for someone else's comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there's, there's a fine line to be walked there because I, I also think that like, as someone who is empathetic and, and preaches empathy, I think there's a fine line of, you know what I mean? Being able to take that attitude and that mentality and putting your nose up and being like, well, you know, telling the truth would be very difficult for me right now. So I'm just going to lie. And that's not what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm suggesting to move forward. But I think in, specifically when it comes to breakups, I think that like, if you guys have broken up and, Someone then wants to do it again or wants a specific type of breakup. If that's not something that you want to do or that will be painful for you to do, then don't do it. Okay. Well, how about we settle on this? Um, not that we you know, need to ever agree, but you don't have to. Flat out, do not have to. You owe no one anything ever, let alone when you're not in a relationship anymore. And it's like, if you don't want to, like you're, oh, you cannot. You know, you don't have to go and do it. And if you want to, you can, you know, and it's, yeah. it's as simple as that, I guess. You I know? think like if you can find, like, if you think this will also help give you closure too, like if you can find some closure in, you know, knowing that you ended this with, by, by giving her closure, like if that helps put a nice bow on it for you as well. Great. Mm-hmm. I, I like, but we don't have enough information. Like I'd love to know why they broke up. Yeah, and, and that would really help inform my position on this. But I think as a general rule, I think it's I would like to sort of stress the like closure is kind of a made up thing and closure is something that you have to uh, secure on your own. Relying mm-hmm. on someone else, especially in a relationship in order to get closure is a fool's errand and will only result in pain. Yeah, like I don't th- again, closure doesn't really exist, not in the way we want it to. No, um, you can kind of get like, you know, balms effectively, you know what I mean? Like a little soothing gel possibly for the big wound. But even then, it's not closure. You know, no. you have to heal on your own. So that's the thing. It's like closure is a made up like idea that your recovery is the onus of someone else. So you're there's no requirement that you do it. You know, you do what's best for you. If you have the energy or the pain tolerance to try to do something that's good for them, by all means, go, you know, but it's not going to magically make them better anyway. And depending you know? on how old you are, if they have older brothers, maybe just skip it for your own sake. <laughs> also, yeah, like fuck going to their family. That's awkward. You don't want to get like a breakup with any of the two of you getting other people involved when it's, yeah. you know, within the realms of amicability is is awkward. So maybe try to negotiate for somewhere that's less, you know, charged. All right. Pick a number. Um, you know, let's go with one now. One. Okay. Uh, buckle in. This is uh throw away nine, seven, four, one Oh, one Oh, six, four. How to do well in college when I have confidence, but worry about in quotes reputation. I have a lot of confidence developed from this summer when I did a bunch of cold approaching. I'm not afraid to hit on random girls, but I worry about my reputation in college. I did stats. You can look here. And he has a link I'm terrified to click on. I calculated that if I hit on 80 different girls in the dining hall, there would be eight girls that would have heard of me from one of their friends by the time I approached them. It's a simple model where if I approach a girl, she tells six friends and they have a chance of telling their friends and so on. And about 100 common links, which means when two girls have heard of me, they talk to me. They talk about me to each other, so I'm not sure what to do. I could approach a ton of girls in the dining hall, but I'd develop a reputation that would be bad, especially since I'm Asian and not many Asians cold approach. Not sure what I should do here. Should I be more low-key about approaching in the dining hall, just strike up chats in the lunch line, and only ask to sit with them if we're vibing very well? For context, I go to a large state school with 
30k people. Also, approaching means having a very chill conversation, and if we're vibing, getting her number. Christ, my dude. (laughs) Hey, if you think that romance and statistics and, and like creating some sort of wild statistic model or like number model. The lunchroom. Go together. Yeah, like the whole thing just reeks of the fact that you have been brainwashed by like the pickup community that this this mentality of approaching women on mass is the key to sexual success. And it's not. And I will say the one thing you did get correct is, yes, people will know you as that (laughs) creepy guy who hits on them while they're trying to eat. Yeah, but I love how. In his mind, it's like, damn, this can only be a problem here, right? Because it's enclosed. It's going to be the same people. But like, if I do this anywhere else, I'll be fine. Yeah. Also, like the idea that women are going to talk about you. Hey, my dude, if they're talking about you, chances are you've done it wrong. Women aren't going to be like, oh, I met a really cool guy at the lunch line today. Probably not. What they will say or what they will tell their friends to be like, hey, has that weirdo fucking hit on you while you're getting mashed potatoes? And they'd be like, well, yeah, he he talks to 80 people a fucking day. To be fair, he never necessarily says he's developing a good reputation. It may actually have been what he meant. I don't know. I read it as him developing a bad reputation. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like the I, I think he's afraid that. That people will look at him and be like, oh, there's the there's the lunchroom Romeo, (laughs) the lunchroom creeper. Yeah, which is a more accurate description. Like, I don't think like even at the bars we used to go to who where we knew that there was one or two dudes who frequented like the the people who also went to those bars knew them and stayed away from them. Mm -hmm. And and the people who didn't protected the ones who didn't know them like you know what i mean like it was and yes yeah he's entirely right and it's like dude this is not the way you do it you shouldn't approach eight girls a day every day in university at lunch and just like damn that's it that's a numbers game and like here's like you've clued in on something so important and have focused on the wrong like conclusion you've Mm -hmm. clued in that women don't like this yeah, right. You're just like, worried that people will be around long enough to tell other people. Yeah, like you've you've specifically noted and been like, "Hey, eventually people will like enough women will hate that I've done this to the point where all the women that I can try to do this to will have already heard about me." That's your move. That's yeah. your fucking cool tactic, dude. I also love that the takeaway isn't like, oh, women hate this, so maybe I shouldn't do this. It's like, damn, women hate this, but it's the same pool of women, so they'll all hate it. Yeah. Like, dude. It's it's very troubling, and like my, my suggestion, my advice to you would be stop doing this, and should you come across a woman that you find attractive and have a natural means to strike up a conversation, as per you say, in the lunch line, a line is a great time to talk to someone as long as it's a mutual, like as long as there's a reason to, if she has her fucking head, like her iPods in or her ear pods, whatever the fuck they're called. If she has her headphones in and is on her phone or reading, she doesn't want to talk to you. And it doesn't matter how cool you are, whether you, you know, you turn your fucking chair around backwards when you sit down. Wait, wait, wait. If he turns his chair around backwards, it's a whole different story. No, it's not, man. It's not the eighties anymore. Damn, you're right. Well, I guess the early 90s was a big thing for that, too. Like, just drop it. Have normal, natural, organic conversations with people instead of these manufactured. Right. I'm sorry. You're telling the stat, the statistics lunchroom man to have natural, non-fabricated conversations? I know. The but thing no, is- I, I'm just joking because making statistics is itself very unnatural and very fabricated. But the thing is, Stain I says that. I bet if he came up with some cool statistics would be a great a great icebreaker. A hundred percent. And that's the thing. He could use his evil powers for good. Yes. Like come up with so like crunch some numbers and come up with like you know, a funny statistic of being like, oh, chances are like ninety percent of the people in here are gonna get this you know what I mean? Like come up with a lunch statistic and be like or join the fucking math club 
and meet some other statistics nerds who some will little, be like yeah. who will actually be down for the shit you're spouting as opposed to everyone else like myself who thinks it's very weird and again don't give them this weird statistic give them a normal cool statistic that's couple, not creepy couple number crunching cuties hell yeah baby number crunching cuties that's what you're looking for that's what you want that's what you need that's what and everyone hey, wants maybe that's what you are because it sounds like you could yeah. be a number cruncher cutie, but right oh, now yeah. you're a lunchroom creeper, and we don't want that. We don't want that. All right, hit me with uh, whatever the last question is. The last question. So oh, five, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is by Throw RA Megan X. I found a piece of my stepsister's clothing in my husband's car, struggling to find a reasonable explanation. Hi, going through a very stressful time right now and unable to vent to anyone in the family about it since it involves my stepsister. I appreciate that they said hi. Not a lot of people greet us. I could use some outside perspective to see if I'm being paranoid or maybe I shouldn't ignore this good feeling. I'm having difficulty ignoring. I, female 26, have been married to Joseph, male 31, for two years. Grew up with my stepfamily, have a 19-year-old stepsister. Relationship's always been okay. We've never been close. Ever since my dad got sick, I started coming over to help around the house. This was four months ago. Joseph helps out sometimes with due to his work as a police officer. It doesn't have much free time. However, he tends to always offer to help my stepsister, like giving her rides to places or bringing stuff for her or fixing stuff for her. Thought nothing of it. My stepsister thought it was nice. I was glad he treats her as his sister, like he says. So I encouraged him to do all he can to help in these stressful times. Problem started days ago when I got inside his car and accidentally found my stepsister's sports bra in the glove compartment. He was with me inside the car when I discovered it. I asked him about it. He said it belonged to me. And I left it in the glove compartment, but he knows I don't wear these kind of bras, but my stepsister does. Besides, I only have like three bras. He's pretty much familiar with them. He said, well, it must have belonged to your sister then. I asked if he gave her any rides recently, and he said no. Last time she got in his car was almost a month ago, and he said she was sitting in the back, but that got me even more confused, because if she was sitting in the back, how did her sports bra end up in the glove compartment on its own? Also, we cleaned this car a week ago, and I'm sure he emptied the glove compartment at the time and would have seen it. My analysis got him pissed, asking what I was hinting at. I told him nothing, but it all seemed so weird to me. Not to mention my stepsister has a backpack where she carries her stuff. So how did her bra end up outside her backpack and in his glove compartment? He lashed out, calling me crazy and paranoid for suggesting something was off. Told me to go ask my stepsister about it or forget about it. He went on about how ridiculous and dumb I was, reacting this way and told me to drop it. I have said okay, but couldn't drop it. Kept thinking about these questions. Couldn't help but feel there's something off. I want to talk to my stepsister, but I'm worried I'd go about the wrong way and she gets hurt, offended by my questions. I was willing to let this go, but the following aspects are making it hard. One, I noticed his special treatment of my stepsister by offering to do things for her specifically rather than my dad and stepmom. Two, I remember him talking about her looks on several occasions, but those might be casual comments. Three, he was once once involved in an emotional affair, but he ended it after showing remorse. Four, he always cleans his car regularly and leaves nothing inside, so it was puzzling that piece of clothing was sitting inside the glove compartment for this long and he hadn't noticed. Am I overreacting here or should I just leave this and should I just leave this behind? Okay. So the best way, in my opinion, to deal with this would be to take the sports bra and be like, hey, is this yours? Yeah. To to the stepsister and see what she says. If she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's where where, I went. Where's the sports? Like, where is it right now? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, did you get it? And you had this argument and like, do you just have it? Like, what's happening? In what situation do you just go, hmm? And not go and talk to her. It's, there's a lot of things, too. It's like, one, this man is apparently a meticulous car cleaner. And just because you keep your car clean, like, most people just shove shit in the glove compartment. Like, Yeah, when you're cleaning, you don't clean the gov- glove compartment. No. It's a man who doesn't have a car, but, you know. But, uh, like, unless there's precedent that, like, that, like, when he cleans his car, he, like, cleans everything. Like, if you know he cleans his glove compartment, then, okay, great. But if you're just saying that, like, oh, he cleans his car a lot, like, he details the interior. Mm-hmm. The, like, there's also a good chance that, like, what he did was... He, you know, she was in the back seat, took something out of her backpack, sports bra fell out while he was cleaning the car, found it, shoved it in the glove compartment, thinking it was yours, completely mm-hmm. forgot about it. Yeah, you say you have three bras. I, one, that seems weird. But two, this guy probably doesn't know what they are. I don't know. Yeah, you say he's familiar with it, but like. I don't man, know how many bras my girlfriend has. Yeah. Do. My, my partner doesn't have a whole lot of them either, but I could. T- there's a black one. Mm-hmm. There's an orange one. There's an orange sports bra for sure. That's that's the extent of mine. I couldn't tell you. I think I think there's a, a white and gray flowery one. Okay. But 
uh, again, that I could be, I don't know. I don't know. Also, so, I doubt she knows how many boxers I have, apart from the one I tore off me while dancing the other day, literally. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. It's like, yes, I understand that you think that, like, you know, oh, he's seen. But, like, I look, we're not looking at the bra. Unless it's specifically no. a, a, a bra that's, like, meant to be looked at. Maybe, like, a favorite lingerie you might recognize. Yeah, or, like, a bra that, you know, you wear when you're going out and you're like, okay. All right, mm-hmm. the, the girls. Are the girls are out. popping. This one is is tough because it, you're always going to be like in these situations, unless you get like photo or video evidence. Mm-hmm. There's no real way to like ever tell if someone's telling the truth. There is, no. um, but I think my other thing is like, hey, friends, if this happens and you are innocent, do not accuse your partner of being crazy or being paranoid, talk to them rationally. Nothing makes you more guilty than being like, you're being crazy. You're being a crazy bitch. Mm-hmm. And and like refusing to talk about it. I understand that you might be offended. I understand you might be insulted that they think that you would do this. Yeah. But to com- to be that dismissive and that offense, like aggressive about mm-hmm. it, nothing reeks of, of guilt more, more than, than that kind like of attacking them back. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the thing. Put yourself in their shoes and be like, yeah, this looks suspicious as fuck. Like, this is almost TV levels of suspicious. You know what I mean? Yeah. But But here's the thing. If this man is a meticulous car cleaner, do you not think he would be like, oh, hey, maybe I shouldn't keep the evidence of my affair in my car? Yeah, because, like, the it's not even on his side of the car. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly where a passenger would maybe go. There are better places to put it. Also, like, if he gets his car detailed, maybe they found it and put it in there for him. You know? Yeah. It, it's like, there's, there's, there's a, okay, look, let's get it out there. It's suspicious as fuck, right? Yep. I get it. There's no way you see this and you're not like, yeah, this is suspicious as all fuck. One, talk to your sister, right? Because at the very least, she can be like, yeah, that's mine or it's not. If it's not, Hey, that's a whole other fucking yeah, there's a whole different worms, game. right? A bag of spiders, even, because they're gonna be up in the corners of your roof making webs. Um <laughs> But like talk to her and hey, maybe she's in on it, maybe she's lying, whatever. You need that step down so that later on, if things get weird, you can be like, oh blah, whatever. Right? He's 19, she's or sorry, she's 19, he's very like older. So this could also be creepier or worse. And it's like you need to talk to her no matter what. Whether she's telling the truth, lying, in a bad situation, anything like this, you need to like make that contact because if you don't start that conversation, you're never gonna get anywhere. You know, see what she says and just like I guess follow the fucking threads, right? Because mm-hmm. at this point, like you can't prove anything. So by all means be suspicious and by all means, like, you know, keep a fucking weather eye on the horizon, but like there's nothing you can really do right now to get the absolute truth, but you definitely have to start by talking to her. Yeah, 100%. So good luck. Hopefully yeah. this this doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you got to talk to the sister and it gets to the bottom of this. See but- what she says and work from there because like if she yeah. has a weird fucking answer or if she has a, you know, because at this point, if they were doing something, I'm sure he's talked to her and they've constructed an excuse, right? Yeah. See if it makes sense. I don't know. But you really need to be like, you know, just talk to her. She's your fucking sister. Stepsister or not. That's like, that should have been the first thing you did. Mm-hmm. And then see see how those stories gel together and like, you know, work from there. But yeah, by all means, now that something weird has happened, you can keep an eye out. Maybe just try not to let it interact in your daily life. Like if this becomes a problem, like if you're so hung up on that that you can't act normally like it's gonna suck if this isn't the issue right because you could ruin your marriage yeah yeah and and my dude relax don't freak oh, yeah. out if you're in this situation look at it from their perspective it's just so suspicious all right yeah more? let's do one more all right uh ooh, ooh. oh fuck all four are really good i was gonna pick one but i'm gonna let you pick it one to four dude um okay we'll do three. how spicy how spicy do you want it i want the spiciest one you got all right this is by countless thoughts i 28 year old male <laughs> my <laughs> sorry i was it made me think of careless whisper that's fair my 28 year old male girlfriend 25 year old female says she doesn't think she can be with me if i get vaccinated 
This has been a stressful week for me, and I have consistent headaches and just overall in a depressed state of being dealing with this. Two weeks ago, the school district, California, my company does contracting work for, announces it will be mandating COVID vaccines for all staff, including contractors, to work within the district. Naturally, our company told us we all had to get required. Sorry. Naturally, our company told us all employees, including myself, that we will be required to do it as well if we want to continue employment with them. I am not anti-vaccination, but I have not gotten it out of fear of losing my relationship between my girlfriend and myself. I always planned on getting it. Just every time I mention it, she will bombard me with these facts and honest articles, which is just lies that these fake media companies post to attract people. Their stories for not getting it include microchip tracking, aborted fetus cells in the vaccine, having chimpanzee DNA in it, causing women to become infertile if near someone with a vaccine, used <laughs> to control our minds slash change us, used to bind the soul to this world so we can't ascend, and many other things. I told her my company is mandating the vaccine, and she told me she thinks she can't be with me if I get it, since it goes against her beliefs and what she stands for. She is pressuring me to quit my job and look for another one that won't require them. She does not have the financial means to support us, and honestly, if it wasn't for my job, we wouldn't have a roof to sleep under. I make good money now, consistent work, and provide enough to support both of us while she isn't working to follow her dream of starting a small business making crafts. She has family to fall back on if I lose everything. I essentially don't, which means I'll be homeless again. Family I do have will think I'm stupid for throwing everything away and losing everything I worked hard for. I'm at the point I'm so over everything, I just want to sleep all the time. Um, I think she's doing you a favor. Mm-hmm. The anti-fax crowd has, their, has made their choice. They've chosen to believe crazy things like you know what i mean like you you can want to look at the vaccine and be like hey we don't know the side long-term side effects of it okay mm, sure but well, to then be like every vaccine we've ever invented the side effects have been very widely known within four weeks so you know, yes that 100 percent, and and i agree like i am pro vaccine i'm pro science i'm pro getting vaccinated to end this nightmare time that we live mm-hmm. in um but when someone says something along the lines of bind our mortal soul so that we can't ascend, it's not a fact thing anymore. That's, yeah, that, that's that the is thing. A- it's like I understand the fear. For me, I fucking am terrified of needles. You know what I mean? Like if I could have not gotten the vaccine and gotten anything else that would help me, that'd be great because I fucking hate syringes so much. It's insane. There isn't. So I got it. And that's fine. And even if this person had like even even if it was something crazy and it was like the one crazy thing it would have a little bit more of like i don't know some sympathy for them but like when it's kind of just like throwing shit at the dartboard me like yeah. oh i guess microchips and also the vaccine is more powerful than god and it steals a soul away from him like what you believe in god but you think this vaccine is more powerful than him damn well, worship okay. the vaccine then she didn't say anything about god she said the soul and ascension yeah, I assumed it was a to religion me, thing, so that, maybe... Me, that sounds crazier than God. <laughs> that sounds like some fucking, you know, you know, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, hey, maybe, maybe. But the thing is, she's throwing everything out there. And also, let's be fair, I was, I wanted to, like, tiptoe through this question. I don't understand how we've gotten to the point where, like, stating facts is, like, you know, a thing we shouldn't do. It's like, the vaccine helps. It is making is making people survive far more than they were beforehand. And and that those are facts. You know what I mean? I can understand hesitancy. I can understand fear. Some people can't get it, and that's fine. The fact that this person is trying to make you like if it was anything else as well, aside from this vaccine, and she was trying to make you quit your job, we'd be like, fucking leave her. Yeah. So I had a, an argument on Facebook the other day about the the, the safety of the vaccine. Um, so using numbers provided by Google and stuff like that, we know that like 5.5 billion people have gotten their first dose. Like mm-hmm. one, at least one dose has been administered. I was then given, uh, from the people I was arguing with or debating with, they gave me a site that was, um, I think it was open or Met alerts or something like that. And it is, that is the, the system that we use to track, uh, adverse events from mm. vaccines. Um, so using the numbers, there was uh, 1.4 million um, adverse effects uh, from vaccines. Mm-hmm. In regards to COVID, there was 56,000. Sorry, 650,000 adverse events from the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. 
if we take that into a consideration, I did all the math. There is a 0.000118 repeating chance of having a adverse event from the vaccine. And if some of them are like super minor too, right? One of them includes um, uh, like sore shoulder. <laughs> well, well, that's everyone. Yes. Okay. Um, or, or like shoulder injury or something. So yeah, yeah, okay. very vague and very broad. If we want to talk about the people who have died as a result of COVID-19 vaccines, um, mm-hmm. and this, again, we have no, I have no reference as to what their current, like pre-existing medical conditions, mm-hmm. what, their, what their health state was when they got it. I don't have any of that, but people who have died and people and have then been linked medically through this reporting service to the COVID vaccine, you have a point zero 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 two five percent chance. Mm-hmm. I looked up on NASA. You have a greater chance to be killed by a meteor than <laughs> by the COVID-19 vaccine. And these mm-hmm. are, these are numbers used by the people who are saying that the vaccine is dangerous. This is the, yeah. these are the numbers that they will parrot to you. The second you say, Oh, the vaccine is safe. And they're like, but here are the, here, here's the number of people who have died. Yeah. It's, and these are also the people who would say, "Oh, COVID has a ninety-eight percent survivability chance. Why are we? I know. Why are we worried about two percent? Yeah, it's but, it's but all of a sudden they're very concerned. Wild. And I, I honestly, I believe it stems from like a lack of empathy in a sense, where it's like you can't imagine, or even imagination. It's like you can't imagine these things happening to you. Whereas like going and getting a vaccine is a thing you have to do. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden it's like, damn, I don't want to have to do a thing." Like it, it baffles me. Like seventeen hundred people died this week in America from COVID. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's going to be more, I imagine, than everyone who's died or been injured by the vaccine worldwide. Like I don't know. It's fucking batshit. Anyway, you're gonna the- like you're gonna lose your job, and you're gonna be tied to this person who clearly doesn't give a shit about you. Those, even if we want to boil it down to like the facts and not kind of the wider issues which there are definitely some and let's let's face it this is only gonna get worse you yeah. know what i mean like if you look at the the things that people have have latched onto and have then since spiraled downwards with like first it was 5g is causing covid then it was covid was it's being used for the great reset now the vaccine is being used as a mass calling event for population control mm-hmm. which the, like also the, there's like I'd love to even just like sit her down and be like, cool, pick one and explain it for like five minutes, because why would anybody want to kill? Like, for example, I think in Ontario, we're like reaching about 90 percent of people vaccinated mm. right now. We're very why would you want to why would you want to fucking kill 90 percent of the population, especially the 90 percent that actually obeys the government? You know what I mean? And your military and your yeah, police force, military and yeah, exactly. medical support. Like, the The most important people, you know which doesn't include me are being vaccinated first. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to kill them? No. Like the government wants to reopen them, you know, continue as things were make money. Those are the things like the economy is tanking because of lockdowns. They want to get rid of them. It's in their best. In- anyway, we could go on about this for yes. ever. So the dating and sex advice aspect of this is leave this person. They're not good for you and no. are probably going to get the virus and make you sick. Yeah, they don't care about you. Your like career is in jeopardy, which obviously I assume you have worked hard for and are doing well in. You're also looking after this person. So the fucking wild balls of this person to be like, hey, fuck your job that you're looking after me with. Go get another one. Like, j- just look after yourself, both financially and health wise and mentally, because this person is bad news all around. And go get your shot and, you know, drink lots of water. You're arm's gonna hurt yeah and yeah that's it um so that's gonna do us for this the the question parts of this but at the end of every episode we like to peruse online dating such as tinder hinge bumble um and look through profiles and comb out red flags talk about what works and what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable you ready i am quote a truly amazing girl new york times quote funniest person i know louis ck quote one of this generation's most brilliant minds, Mensa International. Quote, this chick could kick my ass in a heartbeat, Chuck Norris. Quote, by far my favorite grandkid, my grandma. Quote, 
Chewbacca. Okay. I mean, it's kind of cute. I don't know if using Louis C.K. This is right? probably made uh, a while ago, I assume. Maybe. I don't know. But maybe using you, Louis C.K., there's plenty of funny people out there. You could have done could have done any of them. You know? Yeah, that, that, honestly, that's the only thing that pinged me as well. Yeah, maybe, you know, choose Bo Burnham. Update your profile to to update your, your comedian choice. And this will be a, a an eight. I'll give it an eight. As of right now, I'm going to give it a five because Louis C.K. Hmm. Yeah, I get it. A hundred percent. I actually agree. I think like a six. That right, hit me. Uh, this is Jalen. She's 18. Need someone to roll me a joint, boss me around, and carve their name in my thigh. Ooh, I'm, I'm worried about that last bit because it seems too too specific to be fake. Yeah, I like they're 18, so maybe that's a TikTok joke. Are they joking about something on the TikTok? Is it something we said? <laughs> Did something we said become a meme? I don't know. Um, I feel like that's something we would say. Yeah, anytime, like, any jokes about, like, self-harm or self-mutilation like, like that always skeeve me out because I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you're joking. And I don't, it makes me uncomfortable. So I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a six because I'm assuming it's a joke. I'm just worried that, like, the wrong person will be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what that makes me uncomfortable. So for mine, I realize I can't read this one out. Okay. It's real bad. Okay. Then then don't. So I was gonna read my next one, but I, I looked at it properly and like I, we can't we can't. No, we can't do that. Uh but I will move on to the next one, which is Ethan. The judge said thirty days on Tinder and he'll drop the charges. So here I am. I put, okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's funny, but like inherently kind of makes it sound like a sex criminal. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like a new way of saying the like, Oh, I don't want to be on here, but my friends made me, you know what I mean? It's like, it's got that reluctancy. It's got like a weird, like maybe I've done some shit, but it is funny. And I kind of appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm giving it an eight. Um, this is Kay. Full disclosure, I won't get attached to you. Hashtag emotionally unavailable. Ask about my tattoos since you can't see any of them. And then tongue, tongue out emoji. Um, If you're looking for a casual hookup or just a bone, sure. The tattoo yes. thing is, is kind of fun, I guess. It's a little risque. You can't see risque. them. Wink. Yeah. Like, you know. But it also, it's like, I want to learn more about you then I want to learn about the fact that you can't be emotionally fucking available. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck that you're emotionally unavailable. It's like, you know, if it's casual, it's casual. If it's not, it's not. It's like, those are the things that are important. Not that you are emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Even we'll, if it's casual, you should still be emotionally engaged. Right. And we'll, we'll hash out the parameters of our relationship when it gets to it. Like, exactly. Yeah. If that's your defining thing, I'd rather know that you fucking, you know, make chain mail in your spare time or really like ginger ale. I don't know. That that one's shit. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah. I'll give it a five. You got more? I got one. And you know what? I can't tell if we've done it before. I don't think we have, but I think we've done one that's almost word for word. Which has me worrying that it's either a bot or the world should just die. But the person who sent it to me promised that they had not sent it in before. My personal hell is trying to find traditional husband material in this post-apocalyptic liberal cesspool of a city where everyone's a polyamorous, communist, pansexual. Yeah, no, we've 100% done that. That's why I thought so. Yeah. They promised it wasn't. They lied. Um, this is Sam. You could maybe do worse. Shruggy emoji. part of me loves the self-depreciation part of me hates it i don't know where it like is it like funny like lol i'm good or like oh i'm actually a miserable person i don't know it's a seven yeah i'm gonna give it a seven as well uh this is paulina we can play mario kart while my cats watch then i inevitably beat you and my cats laugh at your embarrassing loss you know what she seems pretty cool but the cats seem rad as hell yeah i like these spike cats yeah, I, I would I would do it because one, Mario Kart, yes, two, she confident, three, cats, four, cats will fuck you up too. Yeah. Uh, it's a nine. I'm also going to give it a nine. Uh, and this is my last one. Okay. Candles and wine. Looking for a date. Very simple. I don't smoke and drink, but always craving cold beer. 
Gym addicts, rowing, running, swimming, bodybuilder, not anymore, but gaining my muscle back. I love all the sports, avid Leafs fan and Jays fan, Marvel, The Office, Disney, The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings. The truth is above our understanding sometimes. I think I might need to have you reread the whole thing. Okay. Candles and wine. Looking for a date. Very simple. I don't smoke and drink, but always craving cold beer. Gym addicts. Okay, that was part of where it tripped me up because she said candles and wine and then says she doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. Confusing. She says she's a bodybuilder, but then says she isn't. Yeah. Confusing. There's a lot of contradictions here. Sorry, keep going. Gym addicts, rowing, running, swimming, bodybuilder, not anymore, but gaining my muscle back. Love all the sports. Avid Leafs fan, Jays fan, and then a bunch of like Marvel, The Office, Disney, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And then finishes with a quote. The truth is above our understanding sometimes. Okay, so the truth often isn't above our understanding. In fact, it's quite basic. That's worrying me. It sounds like you're an anti-vaxxer. Yes. Two, I love that you're letting us know your likes, but you listed the most basic shit. Yeah. Whoa, you love Marvel? You love Lord of the Rings? You love You like Disney? Like, we all love those things. They're like the most basic common denominator shit. Like... Again, as a person who's a massive fan of all of those things, uh, it's not it's not illuminating. That doesn't shine a light on any part of you. You may as well be like likes, breathing, Netflix, yeah, hot drinks, cold drinks. Uh, this this is a whole trip. I don't like I don't like this profile. It's a three. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. Doesn't make any like, sense. There's a lot of contradictions. There's a lot of basicness. And then you kind of sound like you don't like the truth or facts. And, yeah. Then there's like that weird sort of anti-vax dog whistle at the end. Yeah. Not for me. I don't know. There are a lot of things that are just true. So like I, I we live in a post-truth world and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for listening, friends. That's going to do us for our episode. Um, if you have a question or you would like to support the show, you can head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com or plentyofbeef.ca and either click the contact or the Patreon form or both. Um, and Patreon will take you to where you can support the show uh, for three or our fourth secret tier uh, of options in which you can financially support the show if you don't have the cash and you still want to support the show, recommend it to a friend. Give us a like on any of the various social media platforms or podcast apps that you listen to or use. And then if you want to send in a question, all you have to do is hit the contact form, put in your name, and we'll keep it completely anonymous, and we'll get to your question as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for the song Paper Stars. And thank you to all our patrons, because you guys are fucking amazing. Thank you very much. You ready? So I saw this one in a like a screenshot, and I didn't believe it. So I typed it in myself to Google, and it's, is Lola Bunny a tomboy? And like, you know the way when you search things on Google, sometimes like the first, like a, a text thing pops up? Yeah, like the predictive, yeah. Well, no, not, not the predictive, but like, you know, when you like, you know, if you even like try to convert like mills to leaders, it sometimes comes up as like the actual like in Google thing. And oh, yes, it'll yes, pop yeah. up with like a Google quote before the links. Yeah. So if you type in, is Lola Bunny a tomboy? It says, Lola Bunny is a cartoon character from Warner Bros. Studios. She's very attractive, unbearably beautiful, an insanely sexy female tomboy, anthropomorphic rabbit, has been established as having a romantic involvement with Bugs Bunny, as well as being his main in- love interest and girlfriend. Google, you gotta calm down. Okay, but that's that's from the feature, like characters in fandom. But it's still, like, the the choice quote that they choose. Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably the one. Yeah. It's weird. I thought you you meant that Google specific, like, this was, like, a Google fact. (laughs) No, but you know the way, like, you know what I mean. I know know what you mean, yes. Yeah. People got chill on this rabbit, man. I thought we were done with Lola Bunny, but I think it's just beginning. Post-truth. When you're around Lola Lola Bunny, it keeps keeps rising. You can only keep a flaccid for so long. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Nell Spain. Come up your spine. <laughs> We've been your fuck buddies. You, how are you having such a hard time with this? I don't want semen in my spine. <laughs> <laughs>